the first flight of the Airplane Discovery, and the shuttle has cleared the tower. Every four computers now have primary control of critical vehicle functions. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to This Is Cheaper Than Therapy again. Uh, I felt the first show went quite well, you know. I enjoyed it, I enjoyed doing it, it made me feel good, made me feel happy. Um, Unfortunately, I don't know if that was a fluke, so we're going to see if it is a fluke or not. Uh, It's been an interesting week, all in all. Um, I had two encounters with birthdays this week. Um, first of all, a friend of mine, good friend of mine, she turned 30, which was just another reminder of the fact that next year I turned 40 and that made me feel old. And then, um, somebody else I know where I was trying to book my band, well, not trying to book my band. Uh, I'm sure, we'll, I'm sure we'll do it. Um, for his 30th, which is towards the end of the year. And I, I suddenly started thinking to myself that, you know, it's, they were like going, oh yeah, it's okay. It'd be, you know, I'm looking forward to being 30. One was saying the girl that turned 30, she was quite at ease with turning 30. But they didn't, they haven't done the homework. They don't realize that. I, th- I think the best analogy for being in your 30s is like being a two generation old cell phone where you can kind of do everything that you wanted to do before. You can kind of do it, but you don't do it quite as quickly. And um, although you kind of look like you should be around, you always look a little bit out of place when somebody's got you in public. It's just a, it's a terrible, it's a terrible time to be around. I mean, I've uh, recently, not recently, before um, before Ronies stopped progress, um, I started going to the gym. Started going to the gym quite a lot. I was feeling good about it. Lost a stone and a half. Put on just about... By the time I've had two lockdowns, I put on about a stone and a half. I think I think anybody anybody that was trying to lose weight before Rones, I think is in is in the same boat. I've heard I've heard a similar story from people. Um, unlucky if you weren't trying to lose weight because that means you put it on without losing any in the first place. Sucks to be you. But I like I'm. And I, I love swimming. I love going to the gym. It's all good fun. It's great. Love a sauna. Love a steam room. Love a jacuzzi even. As weird as it is to bath with other men and, well, strange men and women, isn't it? And sometimes, sometimes the worst part is, is like someone will have a child there and then the next thing is you're sat in a hot tub with somebody else's child. That's how you get epstein Um But like as far as the age thing goes, I just want to skip to that. I do. I think it happens when you're about sixty-five. That seems to be the age. Looking at these people, and they don't give a fuck in changing rooms. You know, I mean, I don't. Apart from being a bit podgy, I, there's nothing. There's nothing sort of out of the ordinary about me. I've got a couple of scars where I had an operation, but nothing like nothing that would cause anyone to shriek if I took my t-shirt off. And uh, I. 
I just don't understand where the confidence comes at that age. It must come. Surely it's coming to me. It's when it's it's the children in that situation I feel sorry for as well because they're running around at business height, and these guys don't give a fuck. They've got more body confidence than a supermodel. I just don't. I don't quite get it. It makes me uncomfortable because you've got all these guys around you that are in their sixties, and here's me trying to put a pair of boxer shorts on under a towel. Because, I mean, no, nobody wants to see my spotty white ass, do they? Nobody. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see my hairy fucking scrotum. Or if I've been circumcised or not. It's Nobody looks at somebody and asks these questions. So I think it's good to keep them secret. Um, I've been looking at some articles this week. Speaking about penises. And, er... Uh, there was a boy in London, 15-year-old boy in London. I will read the uh, I will read the headline. Teenager rushed to hospital after shoving US, USB cable in his penis. A sexual experiment gone wrong landed a teenager in hospital needing complicated surgery to extract a knotted USB cable from his penis. And this, this is the best bit about it, because it makes it feel like it's planned. The next line is, when his mum was out of the room, the boy, whose name will not, not be revealed, confessed to doctors he inserted the cable to measure the length of his penis out of sexual curiosity. The fact that he did it when his mum was out of the room makes me think that she's been in the room with him and she'd be like, Gary, I just need to go and do the washing. You're not going to try and stuff that up your knob, are you? I was like, no, mum. No, 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 no. You're not. No, no, no. No, I'm not, mum. The minute she was out, rammed up his jeb end. Um, in case you're wondering, uh, looking at the x-rays here, he didn't even go with like, first of all, it's a micro USB and not a, um, oh, not like the ones you get for, oh, like, Old Android phones, like the old PS3 um, ends. But he didn't use the small end. He used the flat USB-A. Is it USB-A? Yeah, USB-A sized part. I've no idea how you fit that up your cock. No, no idea. I mean, you're talking about something which is your thumb. It's like sticking your fucking thumb up your cock never never and i've thought some pretty fucking stupid things but never have i been having a piss having a shower or having a bath and looked at my thumb and thought wonder if that'll fit up my knob never uh let's go on with let's go into the article uh Instead of using a ruler, he inserted the not already knotted cable. I love the fact that they're stressing the fact that this cable was already knotted, which got stuck. Obviously, it's a fucking USB cable. Uh, with, uh, with both ends hanging out of his member. I don't understand, understand how, that, how they mean both ends. How strange. Uh, the 15-year-old boy in London uh, made several attempts to, uh, to remove it but it resulted in him urinating a large amount of blood. When he was rushed to A&E, 
The st- uh, staff tried but failed to pull out the cable out using uh, tools due to the position of the knot. The doctors de- uh, detailed in the journal urology case reports. Sorry about that. Um, medics at the University College Hospital L- London managed to extract uh, the knot through a uh, through a cut in his. I can't say that word. It's like bell. Where is it? Where is it gone? I suppose it doesn't even. Oh, yeah. Bullop. B U L B O S P O N G I O S U S. Can't say that word. Uh, which is a, a muscle, which is the area between the genitals and the anus. So to you and I, they cut a big old hole in his gooch and then they scooped a USB cable out of him. And there is a right, apart from essentially just being a bit fucking grim and funny, um, there's a reason I uh, I brought this up, but I will, uh, I'll, 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 I'll get to that in a second. Although cases of sounding, because it turns out this is a thing, uh, the dangerous sex practice uh, becoming pop becoming popular with men. I mean, I don't think I know anyone that's into sounding, but I could be wrong. Uh, uh, sounding becoming popular with men, where uh, they insert objects into their penises. Uh, it has a number of side effects. Blah blah blah. Uh, there have been reports of two cases in the last few years: one of a curious thirteen-year-old boy, and the other a regretful man. Um, I'm likening this to seeing people driving on their own wearing face masks. Let me explain. We are doing too much now to to protect the clinically stupid. Like years ago. Years ago, we wouldn't have worried about these people. 1940s, 1950s, probably even 1960s. These people would have already died because nature would have taken its course. They'd have done something fucking ridiculous, like try and pick their nose with a drill, and a few people would have been upset. The world would have moved on, and that's where we would be now. You know, it's these are the sort of people, which is why everything needs a health warning, these are the sort of people which have, which is why hairdryers and hotels say, do not use in the shower. And we're protecting them. And we need to, we, we need to stop it. We need to just, this is not how the human race grows. This is how we weaken the gene pool. And I'm not saying that we should go down the, the road of eugenics or anything like that. There's, I'm not, I'm, I'm not like wearing like awkward flags or anything. I'm just saying, if we let nature do what nature does best, which is essentially like sift, sift humans out of the gene pool, then I think we'd all be better off for it. Um, Speaking of things that we're not going to be better off for, uh, I've also seen that there's, there's a bunch of scientists got together uh, the very fifteen million dollars to bring back woolly mammoths. Now, I'm not sure we should be doing things like this. 
especially not right now. You know, it's we've already worked out that uh, if if we go by official reports, and far be it for me to not agree with official reports, but we can't even cook bats properly. Yet these guys are about to bring back a dead animal, an extinct animal. They're but the plan is, is we, we can't just apparently, we can't essentially Jurassic Park it and clone and, cl- and clone a woolly mammoth from this. Like, looking at it here, a, pre- a fairly fucking well-preserved one, even if it just looks like a baby elephant, I'm pretty sure that if I had a dead, like, baby elephant carcass that I'd kept in a fridge for a few months and I sold it to these guys, I don't think they'd have known the difference. Maybe that's what's happened. Um... But they're going to use elephant DNA and mammoth DNA, like the frogs and the tyrannosauruses in Jurassic Park, and they're going to make a cold-resistant woolly mammoth. This is fucking cruel for two reasons. First of all, elephant, if he wants to go home, he's going to be dead fucking warm. You know, it's like the... Uh, if he if he does like twenty three and me or whatever it is or whatever the other like gene things are, and he realizes that he's like forty five percent African, he might want to go home and like check out the other side of his ancestry. He's gonna be roasting. You can't go to Africa with big old fur coat on you like that. I mean, what would be good for him is he could go back and like any of the. Uh, like predators that are fucking elephants up, he'd have these big old tusks. You know, I know elephants have tusks as well, but not mammoth tusks. The ele- the the lionesses wouldn't know what'd fucking hit them if he came back. Um, but on the other side of that, uh, I'll, he, there's a quote here from them. Our goal is to make a cold resistant elephant, it, uh, but it's going to look and behave like a mammoth. How the fuck do you know what a mammoth behaves like? Um, not because we're trying to trick anybody. <laughs> you know, it's like just walking down the road going, it's a mammoth. You go, well, you're trying to fucking trick me. That's a fucking elephant with a coat on it. Um, but because we want something that's functionally equivalent to a mammoth that will enjoy temp- uh, its time at minus 40 and that can do all the things that elephants and mammoths do, in particular, knocking down trees. I mean, are we... Are we like building some sort of genetically modified super soldier or super lumberjack soldier? Super lumberjack soldier, which is now patented and is my first film. Um, the other problem, like if if we are to believe what we are being told as far as global warming is to, is concerned, that we're we're going to fuck everything with CO two and. The yeah, realistically, I mean, we're we're, we're going to get sold an awful lot of propaganda. I'm not saying CO two isn't doing it. Just saying, if we if we do everything we're told, but all the companies don't, all the companies that are making all the stuff for us, they don't do them. And what they do is essentially really good accountancy to get carbon credits from different places. It's going to make no fucking difference apart from the fact that it's going to cost us more money. Um. So let's say everything does warm up. What are we going to do with these fucking mammoths all of a sudden? What are we doing making elephants, which are really good in hot environments, really good in hot, dusty environments with very little water? 
What are we doing trying to make them survive in minus 40 if the planet's heating up? This does not seem like a good idea. It's, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, for $15 million, seems quite fucking cheap as well, doesn't it? I don't believe when you look at the money we spend doing all the crazy things that go on in the world, build like just building big buildings, sending fucking SpaceX into space, um, sending big fucking military submarines into the ocean. I don't think 15 million is a lot in compared compared to some of those things. But apparently, you can fucking resurrect dead species. And what's going to happen when we when we resurrect dead species? We're going to get fucking cocky, aren't we? And then the next thing is someone's going to turn around and say, "And what they did in Jurassic Park with those fucking dead dead insects that have been sucking on a velociraptor." Let's do that. But let's cross that with the mammoth. Let's cross that with a fucking whale. You get a massive big fucking swimming dinosaur. I think we're just going to make monsters. Um, if you're interested in hybrids and stuff like that, obviously slightly more outlandish than a woolly mammoth. I will be on the uh, Alien Addict YouTube show on Thursday where we will be, we will be talking about like cryptids and hybrids and probably fucking reptilian super soldiers just because it's fucking fun to do so uh but we shouldn't be playing god um we shouldn't be playing god the other day i was uh, i went to the gym again see i'm trying to i'm trying i'm not i'm not one of those people i'm not one of those people that has to shout about going to the gym i just haven't done an awful lot and the funny things that have happened to me around going to the gym Oh, sorry, around going out have been happened when I went to the gym. And um, where are, where my gym is, it's part of a hotel complex. And behind that hotel complex is a cinema. Now, that cinema is, it, if you drove past it, you'd think it was not only fucking derelict, you'd think it was haunted or there was some sort of, you know, when you see um, action films and they go into a warehouse and it's just conveyor belts full of cocaine with somebody hanging over a vat of acid who accidentally walked into the room. It looks a bit like that. Kind of like the place Robocop went into when he started fucking murking all the lads when he first became Robocop. Um, so that church, that uh, cinema on Sundays is a Living Hope church. Now, I'm not going to start about Living Hope. I know lots of people don't like, don't like Living Hope church. If I'm perfectly honest... I don't fucking know enough about it. Don't know enough at all. But um, my car, my car was parked right outside the front door of this church. And there's lots of people going in. And it's, I always find, um, I find most churches look a little bit culty. But maybe like these living hopers and the like spiritualist church and stuff like that. I kind of find them a little bit more. A little, little bit more culty. Always got satchels. They've always got like a. It's it's not cool enough to be Indiana Jones's satchel. They're always brown or like khaki, but they yeah they're always a bit too clean to be like a a functional archaeology type thing. But I've always I've always found it weird why they're always carrying around little bags. But my car wouldn't start. So I was sat there with my son, uh, with him going, oh, the car's broken. 
I'm like, yeah, yeah, you should buy a new car. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly how it works. We're just going to do that now. I thought, yeah, but it's broken. And um, as when I got out, obviously, I mean, if everybody's that car breaks, you have to faith heal for a little bit, which is fucking ironic considering where I am. So I got out and just opened the bonnet, like touched everything once or twice, cleaned my hands off, then checked the oil. You always check the oil. Um, I mean, even though it's got an oil light, that when I put my key in and turn it, it says oil okay. And then this guy sort of wanders over to me. I thought, oh, fucking great. He's going to offer to push me here. That's good because I can push it. I can bump start it and I can get home. I said, oh, is there a problem with your car? I said, oh, yeah, yeah, it won't start. So, yeah, he said, I said, uh, he said, all right, okay. Um, do you think perhaps somebody wants you to come in? I was thinking, well, pretty sure son doesn't want to come in. I'm not particularly interested. I was like, no, no, I've, I've, I've got someone coming to help me. He's going to come. And he's, to which point he said, all oh, right, okay, bye, and walked off. And they're thinking, fuck me. Like, you weren't here to help me. You were here to recruit me. Like, I mean, surely anybody else in that situation, well, you, you, you wouldn't get that from a gym, for instance. Uh, if you break down outside a gym, you wouldn't get, like, some guy come outside and go, you all right, uh, do you want to come in? I'm trying to hand you a fucking membership form. No. Absolutely not. They'd say, would you like a push? If you go to like one of those gyms which has got all the needles, he might offer to carry your car home. I, I just didn't understand the the nonchalant sort of like, oh, well, if you're not willing to uh, accept Jesus into your life, I'm not willing to push you down that fucking road. Bye, motherfucker. Enjoy your time in hell. I know I'm going to hell because there's too many things out there now, isn't there? There's too many things which just sort of try and reel you in. This be it like gluttony. I mean, obviously, gl- gluttony's been a problem. That's why I'm doing the swimming and the lifting of the weights. Alcohol is a problem. There's a vice. No, maybe not. Not a life-ending problem. I'd like to think that uh, if I got to the pearly gates and it was just alcohol, that was the issue. He'd sort of look at me and go, mm, maybe curve it. I'd go, all right, geez. You know, just let me in, mate. Ooh. Keep it to Wednesdays, yeah? Keep it to Wednesdays. Um, pornography's got us all fucked. Everybody watches porn. Jesus Christ. I mean, even even when you look at the way you can fucking get it now, it's worse than gambling. Well, it's the same as gambling. You can get it on everything. But, I mean, is it? I don't know if any of you guys have fucking got a VR headset out there. Now, I haven't looked at porn on a vr headset in a way of as what what's the best term for this like consuming porn i've always hated that word Uh, like for in like enjoying media or using media it's like oh yeah i'm 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 a big consumer of uh online books and you're like "Mm -hmm." are you is consumption really the right word or do you just like read a lot or listen a lot or watch a lot. Like, I don't. I don't consider myself a consumer of television, for instance. It's, it's always fucking irked me. But um, anybody that's got a VR headset has looked at VR porn, and that's so weird. I mean, you want to talk about something that'll get you to hell? I mean, that's it's got everything in it, hasn't it? It's just it's this one big fucking mind warp. I mean, realistically, I was just happy to have fucking abs. 
that was nice just looking down and seeing i wasn't particularly big about the tribal tattoo i had on my arm but um the uh, the abs were nice i'd like to have like full-time abs and not just vr abs but anyway i think that's going to be us for this week don't wear masks in cars on your own please because every time you do it even even if you do a delivery job and it's you know and you just think oh it just makes more sense you know it may just i can i can just leave it on Steve's me take it off and on you know that's fine but realistically we take clothes on and off we have we have coats if you get out of the car and it's particularly hot you might take a jumper off treat it like that just just take it off put it back on because there's somebody that sees you driving towards them and one day I'm just going to drive into you. I'm just going to put my foot down and just probably un- unclip my seatbelt because this will be the final hurrah. And I'm just going to crash, crash into you, knowing, knowing that as I pass through your windscreen, I'm going to whisper in your ear, go, lucky you've got a mask on. And that's me. That's me over. Um, thank you for downloading this podcast again. Uh, it means a lot to me. I'm enjoying doing these things. Um, if you didn't enjoy it, I'm really sorry. But you did get 25 minutes in, so there must have been something in there for you. Like I say, this is going to be weekly from now on. Just short, short ones. I'm going to say maybe we'll do it on YouTube as well, but probably not. The problem with doing YouTube stuff is... Like everybody's so pretty on YouTube. Like they're all really pretty. And they've all got really good hair. And like I'm, I you know I do, I don't I don't think I'm fucking hideous to look at. Again, it's like being in the gym taking the shirt off. I don't think anybody would look at me. Go, oh my god, fucking kill it. But um, it's a lot of work to set up like green screens and lights. Whereas I can just bang the audio stuff down, and I, I enjoy doing audio. I definitely sound better than I look. I don't even sound all that nice. Not most of this is mic. Most of this is mic and nice EQing. So yeah, I, I would say I'm probably I, I would do it on YouTube, but it's probably not going to happen. Um, if you want to help me do the stuff I do, then head on over to Patreon, search for Lee Stevens Content Creator, and you'll find my little Patreon. I obviously, do this now and again. I do like the interview style things with Musty Audio. Um, there's one I just put up of me and Rianne the other day so that's there um there's the hot lap that goes up on patreon even though it's part of a, a separate network but I, I like to put on patreon because it means that you get it with without the ads in because there's always ads in the formula one podcast it's what it's always one of my gripes isn't it that i put these uh i put these podcasts up put adverts in them because the network tells me i have to put adverts in and they keep talking to me about getting paid for it. Hasn't happened yet. Jesus Christ. Like, you think, well, I mean, it's got... It's, I'm, I'm not... I'm not fucking autosport, but I'm not doing bad on downloads for the Formula One podcast, considering it's little old me doing a monologue much like this. Um, so you think, there must be something fucking floating out there somewhere. I've got this funny feeling that there might be a secret Lee somewhere, which is like living in the lap of luxury. 
Like just he doesn't understand where these payments keep coming from. And then every month he gets like a six grand drop or something. It's it would obviously wouldn't be six grand. Could you imagine? That'd be great. I could I could do all sorts of things if I had that sort of money coming in through fucking any of this sort of stuff. Anyway, that's enough of me griping about not getting fucking money from adverts. Um because there's luckily for me there's a few of you guys which are quite happy to fucking help me keep creating content so it doesn't cost me anything. So everything kind of breaks even. I probably lose a few quid here and there, but I mean, if I if I put this out on its own feed, which I will be, we're talking another twenty dollars a month on top of everything, which is who know who know who knows which way that'll tip it. But I would like this to be on its own feed. Don't worry about it just yet. There is a Podbean. Um, uh, this is cheaper than therapy thing, but I just wanted to get it up there and set it up. I haven't got it distributed properly yet, so for now, worry about Mussy Audio. I will explain to you all closer to the time when you have to start searching your podcast app to find it on its own feed. I feel I feel I have to as well because I really like the uh, logo Susie made for me. I think it looks great. I said, I would like a logo that looks like some sort of cheesy um, neon sign. And that's exactly what I got. So I feel I should put it on its own feed. So it comes up with that instead of me little musty audio eye. That and the fact, if I start a new podcast, it won't be fucking shadow banned for having fucking conspiracy theorists on. Anyway, thank you very much for downloading the podcast. Thank you very much in advance for downloading the next podcast I put up. I will see you all later. If you want to speak to me, look for me on social media at a total shunt. Instagram and Twitter is the best way. Uh, I, I, like door number one, Twitter. That's the best way to get me because I am addicted to Twitter. I am merely dabble in Instagram, but I'm, my my life's not interesting enough for Instagram. That's the that's the problem. It's not even it's not even I, I'm not creative enough to pretend my life is interesting enough for Instagram. I'm not funny enough to make regular TikToks. Although I am on TikTok, at a total shunt if TikTok's your thing. Um, but I do like I think I'm all right at a one liner, and that's basically all Twitter is. So that's why I love, I like Twitter. Also, I don't treat social media as real life. It's just, it. I I still consider, remember, remember when Facebook first started, uh, where you could poke people, and like, I, I've, I always treated social media as a game. I still treat social media as a game. Uh, I wish more people did. Anyway, I, before I get all melancholy about Twitter and how Facebook is essentially the fucking devil... I will bid you adieu. Bye-bye.